Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 316 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading John chapter 21 today and our focus is on how do we express our love for Jesus. So every day we get into God's word, we want to understand it, we want to live it, we want to follow it. We want to remember it. We want to think about it. Our website is Bible2021.com, and you can find there show notes for every episode as well as a way to contact us and catch up on back episodes and subscribe to the show. And the best place to subscribe is uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And I do want to give a shout out to Happy Twins, who left us a very nice review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Happy Twins. They mentioned that they are going through a stormy season, so may the Lord carry you and bless you and comfort you as you go through that. Well, today we finish up the Gospel of John with chapter 21, which is the only chapter in the Bible devoted to the 40 days of Jesus's post-resurrection appearances to his disciples, and it is therefore quite fascinating. In this chapter, Jesus has a very interesting conversation with Peter. And first of all, I want you to notice that in that conversation, Jesus doesn't shame or rebuke Peter for his thrice-repeated denial. Peter did a horrible thing to Jesus in his hour of greatest need, And Jesus' response is very kind and gentle. He doesn't hold it over to Peter's head or remind him of it or shame and condemn him. But he does ask him three very, very probing questions. Peter, do you love me more than all of the other disciples? And notice Peter's answer. It's kind of interesting. I believe Peter, before the denial, would have probably said to Jesus something like, you better believe I love you more than all the rest of these clowns. I love you more than anybody in the world. But this Peter, a chastened Peter, who is more humble now, more aware of his weaknesses, says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And Jesus simply responds, well, feed my lambs. And then he proceeds to ask Peter the very same question again two more times. Ultimately, three times Jesus asks Peter if he loves him, and three times Peter says yes. Now, is that formula, the thrice-repeated question, is that a reminder of Peter's three denials? I don't know. Obviously, it matches up somehow, some way. Uh, But I do think that this might just be more of an erasure of Peter's three denials. In other words, three affirmations of love to cover the three denials that Peter previously had. At the same time, I'm quite sure that this was a reminder to Peter of that failure, but also, over and above that, a reinstatement, because Jesus gives Peter the mission to take care of his sheep. Jesus is calling Peter into ministry once again. He is essentially reinstating Peter. Now, much has been made in the Greek of this conversation because in the first the first two questions Jesus asks Peter, he says, do you agape me? And Peter responds, yes, Lord, I phileo you. Now, that's pretty interesting. And obviously something significant is happening here. But as we've talked about before, I think Christians have made a little bit too much of agape in terms of in the Bible. It doesn't always mean unconditional love or God's love every time it's used. Sometimes the word agape, even in the Bible, is used to in the same way we use the word love. Like, uh, I love ice cream or I love Alabama football or something along those lines. In other words, kind of a shallower meaning. 
But I will say this, it does appear that agape is a somewhat more intense form of love in the Greek than phileo or brotherly love. And the third time, Jesus changes his question slightly. We don't see it in the English, but in the Greek, he basically says, do you phileo me? And again, Peter says yes. Well, it's quite interesting, but I don't necessarily want that to obscure the main point of this dialogue, which is quite clearly this. A way of expressing love to Jesus is to take care of his sheep, his people. Well, how does that work exactly? Well, here's Pastor Tim Keller to explain that for us, and he's going to tell us an interesting anecdote or a story about another pastor who I really look up to, a guy named Dick Lucas. So Pastor Keller says, Dick Lucas is a British Anglican minister who is now retired. He pastored a church in London for many years. I recently listened to a tape of his teaching on John 21 that was pretty interesting. He said that years ago, he came to the Stony Brook School, which is a boarding school on Long Island in New York, and was supposed to do kind of a Christian life conference. He was speaking in chapel once or twice a day for the whole week, sort of like the Christian life speaker. To his dismay, earlier in the week, The headmaster got up and said to the students, if any of you want to personally counsel with Pastor Lucas and go talk to him about personal issues or spiritual issues and all of that, you can have a personal conference and you'll be able to get out of class. Now, Dick Lucas is a lifetime bachelor, a very old-fashioned Englishman in many ways. If you hear him on a tape and you listen to his accent, it sounds really old school. As a result of that, being an older Englishman and a lifetime bachelor, the way he put it on this sermon was, uh, to put it mildly, he has always found children to be a trial. Now, after one day of hour after hour after hour, listening to those kids, especially 12 to 14 year old girls talking about this boy or that boy in class and saying over and over again, he doesn't even know I exist. Dick Lucas is sitting there going, oh my word, and wanting to just say, you little twit, you're going to forget about him in six months. This isn't the end of the world. What's the matter with you? And trying so hard to be compassionate and having a lot of trouble being compassionate. Oh, Lord, why can't you bring me somebody I can go to see a play with or go to a pub with? Why am I listening to these little people? After one particularly frustrating time where he was getting very upset with himself and his lack of patience and also the situation, he turned to the Bible for strength. And it just so happened that he turned to John chapter 21 and he read this dialogue between Peter and Jesus. And he read Jesus say, feed my lambs. And he said when he read it, it just knocked him flat because he realized something. He says, even when you feed a cat, you get something out of it. It nuzzles you. When you feed a cat, it purrs and nuzzles you and it makes you feel good. Feeding a lamb, on the other hand, you don't get anything out of it. And he realized what Jesus is calling us to do here. Feed my lambs means love and care and serve people from whom relating to them gives you no intellectual, emotional, psychological, or social benefit at all. You're getting nothing out of it. They're getting a lot out of it, but you yourself are getting nothing out of it. How could you have that kind of a shepherd heart? How could you be that kind of a loving, that kind of a patient person? You don't move into relationships and say, will hanging out with this person make me feel good about myself? Will I enjoy it? Will it benefit me? Will this bring an intellectual, emotional, social, psychological benefit to me or not? No, no. Instead, we need to come to be the kind of person 
who's so filled up in our own self, so unneedy that we're tender, that tender, that kind, that we have that kind of shepherd's heart that Jesus is calling Peter to. Dick Lucas realized what Jesus was saying to Peter what was the same thing as what he was saying to Pastor Dick Lucas. And what Jesus is saying to us too is this kind of love for other people, this kind of shepherd's heart will only happen when you understand that we are moral failures that have been saved and plunged into the grace of Jesus Christ. So whether it be difficult children or whoever it might be in your life, Jesus calls us to express love for him by taking care of people who won't necessarily be able to take care of us back or benefit us in any way. When we love those kind of people, when we take care of them, we are expressing love for Jesus. Now, it's something pretty interesting for us to ponder. Let's go ahead and read the chapter. John chapter 21, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. After this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter said to them. We're coming with you, they told him. And they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them, you don't have any fish, do you? No, they answered. Cast the net on the right side of the boat, he told them, and you'll find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. The disciple, the one Jesus loved, said to Peter, it's the Lord. When Simon Peter heard it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him, for he'd taken it off, and plunged into the sea. Since they were not far from land, about a hundred yards away, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish lying on it and bread. Bring some of the fish you've just caught, Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, a hundred and fifty-three of them. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast, Jesus told them. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Because they knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread, and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he had asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you could tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what kind of death Peter would glorify God. After saying this, he told him, follow me. So Peter turned around and saw the disciple Jesus loved following them, the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and asked, Lord, who is the one that's going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about him? If I want him to remain until I come, Jesus answered, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. 
So the rumor spread to the other brothers and sisters that this disciple would not die, yet Jesus did not tell him that he would not die. But if I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple who testifies to these things and who wrote them down. We know that his testimony is true. And there are many other things that Jesus did, which if every one of them were written down, I suppose not even the world itself could contain the books that would be written. Amen. Well, we close with our Bible memory verse for the month of November. It is, of course, John 14, verse 6, and it reads, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.